We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is a climate crisis. You've prepared some videos that we're going to watch. Yeah. We like to call it, you know, let them say it, not us. Right. right? Yeah. So <laughs> they talk about a big change that's coming. Uh-huh. And um, we've been talking about a big change that they're planning. That's true. So now we're going to put this, uh, we're going to let them do the talking most right. of the time. Uh, and then we'll just show some videos, go through them maybe connect some dots for people that's um you know it's not it's missing right yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we'll do a lot of we'll do a lot of um we'll watch a little bit and then we'll stop we'll add some commentary mm-hmm. and then we'll um continue to, to let the videos speak for themselves yeah. that type of thing so but in the meantime you know stay up to date with everything iconic follow us on all of our social media don't forget to like subscribe and share um, if you want to support us or to support us, go to theiconiclabel.com and purchase a hoodie, hat, or, or a t-shirt. Uh, you can also support us by go to uh, patreon.com uh, slash theiconicpodcast mm-hmm. and pick your level of support. You can find bigger projects such as our documentaries like Communist Version 1, Communist yep. Version 2, the cyborgs that we're working on currently, right, yeah. and uh, all the future big projects like that. Also some monologues mixed in there. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So... And with I that, we're I think ready. we're you know, yeah. kind of ready to jump into the goodies, right? Yeah, so, so you said there are some videos that I haven't seen, or probably have, but it's been a while, and it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's not as fresh, so we're going to go through them. Yeah, so... To, Let to, me know when you're ready so I can cut it up. Yeah. Right, so we'll, we'll, we'll do some uh, prefacing first. Mm-hmm. So um, this one should cover a lot of... Um, uh, most people will be familiar, kind of, or they should be familiar by now, with uh, World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. Klaus Schwab. And the the Great Reset. There's a lot of content like this online, um, but figuring out where it all fits in the overall narrative, right. and so that's I think um, our key value add. And so, uh, the World Economic Forum is an offshoot of the Roundtable Group organizations founded by Cecil Rhodes, the Cecil Rhodes Milner Group, that gave us um, the Club of Rome, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, uh, the Club of Rome Budapest in Madrid, the Bilderberg Group, Bohemian Grove, and all of those. And then those guys give rise to uh, the League of Nations, the United Nations, the World Trade Organization, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization, the United United Nations. And so understanding that infrastructure, uh, there's been multiple spinoff roundtable organizations or NGOs and CSOs that have come to prominence since that era. And we mentioned before that it was... um, uh, David Rockefeller, or the mm-hmm. Rockefeller Foundation, or the Rockefeller Consortium, that took over the roundtable organizations, and so a lot of this uh, obviously was backed by Rothschild money, mm-hmm. and we see that they've at, at this point they've consolidated pretty much uh, all of the industries of the world into uh, just a handful of corporations that are now putting the flesh on the bones of this thing that they want to do, which is called the New World Order, the global government, um, uh, the international monetary currency, or the the one world currency, and then uh, consolidating the world's health, consolidating the world's wealth under a single unified um, entity. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's a lot to say. It's a it's a lot of content to follow, and so instead of um, you know talking about it all the time, you know it's it's important to show receipts for things. And yeah. so this is why I like showing a lot of videos. A lot of these videos will end up in either Psy wars or uh, enemies of civilization. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's good to go through the podcast because I think you know once they see them later, it's like, oh yeah, I remember I saw those videos yeah. somewhere. I remember you guys showed me Klaus Schwab saying that he was going to do all this stuff, mm-hmm. and Yuval Harari talking about they've hacked the human being and and all of this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It makes it interesting. You know? Yeah, these are interesting. And then uh, so now I would say World Health Organization, World Health Organization was the number one like most famous NGO. Yeah. Looks like the WF is taking over now that yeah. you know we're kind of done with the whole health uh, stuff you know <laughs> even though it might be coming back but it is, uh, yeah. seems like just overall and the uh, internet and all that stuff you can see people start pointing fingers you know usually right, yeah. like Klaus Schwab is the number one guy that pops on he yep. gets credit for the world uh, uh, economic forum too which yep. it's not too I don't know if you have the videos yeah. showing yeah so <laughs> we'll go through all that stuff so we'll yeah. go through uh, Itori Gotti Tadeshi who is the former Vatican Bank president mm-hmm. Who says uh, a that there was a old world, old new world economic mm-hmm. uh, system that they needed to reset, and the problem with that was uh, they wanted to reduce the population in third world countries, what they consider third world countries, but actually it started reducing the population in first world nations, of which they still needed the wealth and capital from them to finish setting up, uh, putting the flesh on the bones mm-hmm. of the world government, and so you needed a, a new reset, a new great reset, of which now you have uh, Klaus Schwab spearheading that whole concept right yeah. so people would know klaus schwab because of all the media attention that uh, has surrounded the world economic forum mm-hmm. and the stuff that other content creators they they have um, graciously put out there for yeah. us um but yeah it's good to kind of go through and see exactly uh, or at least have these guys say it in their own mm-hmm. words yeah and then it's kind of like to um some of the podcasts that we did before part of the civilian was like you know the destruction of the middle class and all that stuff too mm-hmm. if you pay attention to these videos it's there's a clear target you know <laughs> yep. yeah uh, so like you said they they needed that middle class to be strong so they can use that money to build what they're doing now exactly. they no longer need it so it yeah. has to go yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so as we'll see at the very end there's uh yuval harari who says um you know, before they would need the the serf population or the mm-hmm. peasant population, but with the fourth industrial revolution, according to Klaus Schwab, the idea of AI algorithms, robots, and 3D printing, that gets rid of that whole peasant class. Now, they don't even need you at the Starbucks. Yeah. They don't need you to, to serve groceries. They mm-hmm. don't need you to, to pour the coffee. Yeah. All of these things will be automated for them in the future. Mm-hmm. And, and there is, and so now there was this idea, well, what are, what are these people if they don't, um, if they're not removed from the population, uh, um, they're going to be suffering from mass boredom. And so one of the proposals, he's like, um, what we should do is like, you know, mass drug use and video games. Well, right? So yeah, <laughs> basically plug people into the matrix yeah. is the idea. You <laughs> it's know, funny. So. Yeah. so and then uh, to that you were saying, as I think we had some conversations before, it's like if everybody had access to like first class, a class or private uh-huh. jet and all that stuff, then there's no like elite, you're not right, different, yeah. everybody's royalty, you know, yeah. so you do need that. That's why they needed the surf class. Somebody has yeah. to serve them right, right. They, there's a certain lifestyle that they want to live by mm-hmm. and then there has to be somebody providing all that little services right but now you're saying they're like oh we no longer need right. the serve class because then <laughs> yeah. we can have I, I guess then uh, from some of the other podcasts we talked about the different species right, right so yeah. then there you go you have the robot or some kind of yep. maybe 
mix of human and that, and then the the uh, whole human hybrid type, yeah. thing, right? So that that was you know with with CRISPR, they're able to to you know edit the human genome. Mm-hmm. And so uh, getting to this idea of like, you know, we're not needed or the, the peasant class is not needed. Um, the whole idea was to weed out, as we'll see in some of these videos, where um, the, the population, uh, the idea to, to get you to weed these people out was based on two preceding ideas when you when it was eugenics the other one was malthusianism yeah. right so malthusianism says you know malthusianism says that you know we're past the carrying capacity of the earth right we're eating up too much resources we're living longer we have infinite growth against a finite resource and then the other one is eugenics it right? tells you which ones needs to go yeah exactly <laughs> and yeah. so with that you know because uh, because that idea is going to be brought up by uh itori gadi tedeshi when he mm-hmm. talks about the first reset yeah. he's like well if we're following, and he calls them laws of nature. He goes, if we're following oh, those nice. laws of nature, then mm-hmm. we've already reached this carrying capacity thing, and we need to do something about it. And so we came up with this idea of a, of a great reset, mm-hmm. right? The old one, and then, um, well, it started reducing the population in, in first world nations. We still need those people, and so um, we need to shift the focus yeah. to go back um, and, and hit the third world. And then we'll see. Uh, probably not in this podcast. We'll prepare for the next one. But the whole idea of of, you know, you don't go to uh, poor countries to get rich, mm-hmm. and then there's this systematic war. <laughs> we don't. They do. One hundred percent. And so there was the idea of like we need to go to like um, Africa essentially, and then mine all of the the minerals and, and things like that mm-hmm. out of the ground. But at the same time, we need to do something to that population to get them out of the way, and then we fragment that population so they they never unite and fight against yeah. us. And then Yuval Harari comes around and says, "Well, we don't even need uh, this idea of divide and conquer." anymore because even if they did all band together what are they going to do yeah what are they going to technologically what can they do nothing at this point right so you pass the precipice of a united people that um, if they band together uh, and then the elite band together with the resources that they have who would win that type of conflict and so um, that goes into our enemies of civilization mm-hmm. <laughs> type stuff because it's it's so telling and it's so obvious uh, yeah. that this is what they're they're doing. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, again, out of the whole world, there's only one country that can fight back. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> one country that has 400 million guns in yeah. households. You know, yeah. right. <laughs> where it's not as easy. Like again, some of the videos we'll see. You can uh, see the police, the one that's supposed to protect and serve. Right. Who. Them, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like if you're watching uh, um, Game of Thrones and stuff like that, when they have their guard around them, you know, they're supposed to be the peacekeepers and all right, that stuff, yeah. but then they just start killing the uh, right, yeah. citizens, I guess, you know, yeah, right. they would call it because <laughs> they're protecting and serving them yeah. and their assets, right? Us. So that protect and serve is not the public, that yeah. protect and serve is, is uh, designated for somebody else, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, we can kind of start through. Yeah, otherwise, we're going to just keep yapping about stuff yeah. here. <laughs> so the first, because uh, we've already shown the, the first one with the trailer. You no. Want to, okay. Oh, the trailer, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I opened with that one. Yeah, yeah so so with that trailer, that tra- trailer was put out by, uh, I think, Rebel News. And so um, it gives like a good, um, I guess, synopsis over uh, the topic uh, of, of the World Economic Forum. But um, if you remember Robert Malone, who does his, uh, he, he's the one of the founders of the mRNA technology. Yeah, he's the vaccinated anti-vaxxer. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, he, he had his epiphany moment when, when, when thinking about um, 
the reach and scope of the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. hearing about it for the first time, oh, it's one of these uh, cockamamie conspiracy theorist yeah. uh, ideas. But then um, he he mentions that when it, when I start seeing it implemented, that's when it kind of made a switch in his mind. And then later on, we'll see how he calls it. You know, this is this is kind of like there's no good guys in this war. This is this is yeah. a warfare. It's information warfare. It's media warfare. And then it's good to see like the the switch that happens in yeah. you know, an academic's mind mm-hmm. you know, when when this stuff uh, is presented to him. Yeah. Well, hopefully, then these videos will make some switch in some of our viewers yeah. or whatever. You know, <laughs> and just keep an open mind, watch it again. It's not That's us it. saying; it's them <laughs> saying it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take, all we're doing is just bringing all the information to the table, and you, as a rational person, which we trust that you are. Yeah. <laughs> Based on all and like all the data we have, we have some mature audience. Yeah. You make the decision. Yeah, yeah. So let's cue up this next one. So this would be, you know, Robert Malone talking about, um, you know, his his basically his awakening uh, moments. Mm-hmm. So there we go. This is produced by Band Video, which is a uh, you know um, part of Infowars. Yeah. The other thing for me has been um, the the personal journey of of coming to terms with what the World Economic Forum really represents. And and I really resisted that. You know, I was people initially were coming to me talking about the Great Reset. And I was like, oh, this is crazy talk. <laughs> you know? That and sounds like a conspiracy. It theory. sure sounds people like a conspiracy. Yeah. Great Reset. Yeah, but then it's all documented. And then you see it being deployed. <laughs> yeah, funny. When, yeah. yeah, when you when you see it, <laughs> but deployed, it's all documented. Yeah. yeah, I think you know. For most people, that's kind of how it is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a great reset stuff. Yeah, right. Klaus Schwab. It, it looks like this evil super villain. It looks like he's kind of taking yeah. over everything. That looks my like my thumb a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, what do you you know? If you've never been exposed to any of this type of uh, information, it all is like fringe. Uh, yeah. Right wing. Um, there's you a whole sound bunch like of, Trudeau now. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, which brings us to a whole bunch of uh, other stuff. Yeah. You know, because you know, Justin Trudeau is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, po- it's Klaus Schwab's poster boy for the New World Order, and we'll see that you know Justin Trudeau he had, he great has great admiration for China and what mm-hmm. China was able to do under. Um, the outbreak uh, time and how uh, certain measures were, were able to be implemented in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. And he wished he had that type of uh, yeah. authority. I bet he also wishes he had the one that after when the whole world went back to normal, <laughs> but China was still, I don't, I don't want to talk about that again. We're yeah. going to get the video taken yeah, down again. So. If you haven't seen the videos, yeah, they're, they're out there. Yeah. yeah. So with that, I mean, we can move into a little bit of uh, Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Do you want to show that first video you showed me about the infiltrating the government? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think that one we showed yet. Let's see here. Um, Since we already mentioned Trudeau and stuff. Yeah, let me expand this real quick so I can read all these tags. Yeah. So this is a uh, so before we get to this. This will be Klaus Schwab explaining uh, in English because you know, he speaks German primarily. Um, his his network before we talk about how they've in- infiltrated mm-hmm. all the cabinet. So go ahead and cue this one up. Let me make it full screen. Mm-hmm. We have uh, if if I look at our stakeholders, we have business uh, of course uh, as a very important audience, and we have politics. We have uh, uh, continuous. Um, uh, partnerships with many governments around the world, and of course we have NGOs, uh, we have trade unions, 
We have all those different parts. Media, of course. Media, of course. Right? And very important, um, Media, experts and scientists and academia. Wow. Because if we are looking at the future, I think we should look at new solutions, and the new solutions will be very much driven by technological uh, developments. And we even have, uh, you even have religious leaders, right? We have religious leaders, we have social entrepreneurs, very important social entrepreneurs. And, and said this. it's good to let these guys say, yeah. say it in their own words. And right? religious leaders and social <laughs> entrepreneurs. So, no. Of course, media. Right, of, of, of course, media, right? So what we'll see is that everything is going to, uh, under the World Economic Forum, all of these ideas are being consolidated. And so this is the think tank behind, you know, the idea of BlackRock, Blackstone, mm -hmm. Vanguard, State Street, uh, Her uh, what is it, Berkshire Hathaway. Hathaway, mm -hmm. Hathaway not Bethlehem, yeah. Yeah, so, so how all of those guys are being used to consolidate all the resources, all the wealth, all mm -hmm. the media, mm -hmm. all the industries together yeah. uh, into one cohesive, centralized uh, location. Yeah. And then this... This is the brainchild or, or organizations like the World Economic Forum are the brainchild. So you, you, would, you still have the Club of Rome, Budapest and Madrid. You still yeah. have the Royal Institute of International Affairs. You still have the CFR. You still have the Trilateral Commission, Bilderberg Group, Bohemian Grove. And so and now, you know, if if one of these is taking center stage, yeah. it, that lets you know that they're the, one of the least powerful. Remember the rings within rings within mm -hmm. rings of power. Yeah, right? if, so, you're, if they're in public and you can do research about them, if there's going to be information <laughs> available, yeah, they're right so they can go so now we can see that you know here's klaus schwab boasting about how they've infiltrated or penetrated as he says uh, different cabinets uh, mm -hmm. speaking about um, it's going to be germany and uh, with angela merkel she's yeah. the former prime minister there and it's justin trudeau mm -hmm. uh, in canada i mean yeah he, in this previous one he kind of already said that we have ngos we have media <laughs> we have all that but yeah this one well, will let, be let, a little bit more direct him saying that right <laughs> here yeah. we go let's go ahead and cue this up What we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economic right. form. <laughs> so, half. half right? I mean now we have uh, sorry I catch up but now not only that because he mentioned the Brazil or something we have Zelensky too another yeah. young global leader yep. of you a also, certain country that I don't know if we can say it but yeah. yeah so you also have Vladimir Putin yeah right so um, also the return that's over my country I, I don't remember his name, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then people forget Pete Buttigieg mm -hmm. who's our current uh, transportation secretary yeah. and then also Gavin Newsom no not yeah. Gavin he wouldn't so, do that so when you start looking at, at the who's who's list now it, it used to be like this for you could get a list like this of like for the council on foreign relations yeah. and so people well, who's the council on foreign relations what is that what do they do right mm -hmm. so And, and, you know, back in, you know, I guess the 90s and early 2000s, it was all about that. People yeah. that were into this data, they're, look, these guys are, uh, they can produce a who's who's list of who they have infiltrated in whatever government's uh, position all over the world. Let me tell you what they do, like Hillary said. I don't have to drive too far for them to tell me what to do. That's <laughs> right. what they do. <laughs> yeah, I, I should include that. that yeah. clip right? she, we doesn't, we don't, it's good to be back. You know, like Dick Cheney says, it's good to be back at the Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah. And as Hillary said, now we don't have to go 
that far because they had created another office yeah. to be told what we should be doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in in two words, that's what they do. Yeah, they yeah. tell these people what to do, pretty much. Yeah. So now I'm going to rewind this a little bit. So mm-hmm. now this guy on the on uh, our right should be familiar. Do you know who this is? No. This is David Gergen. Right, and so you'll you'll notice who this guy is. Let me switch back. Let me switch over to another video. Yeah, um, close this up uh, because this will be familiar when you see this. <laughs> this will be a. Let me open this guy. Oh, okay. Uh, now I know who he is. <laughs> okay, let me make sure we're watching that. Yeah. Yep, so this is David Gergen, and this is the interview that he did with Alex yeah. Jones, right? Not this was, you know, Alex Jones, as he would say. Um, David Gergen would say that he, uh, Alex Jones is doing like ambush journalism, yeah, right? So, yeah, but he yeah. asked him about uh, an organization, right? Uh-huh. Let's go. Criticizing you. Oh, what about Bohemian Grove? And then you counter, uh, and then you counter them by saying, "Hey, I don't run around in the woods naked." What did that mean? Here is the before-mentioned Washington Times article where he said, I didn't run around naked like they do. I, I, don't, I, don't, know what, I don't know what quote you're referring to. I'm not aware of any quote like that. Uh, listen, uh, I am a, a, a happy member of the Bohemian Grove. I like the, the folks who come there. Happy and, uh, member. It's really inappropriate for me to uh, talk about a, uh, uh, the group beyond that. Thank you. Have you been there for the ceremony with uh, the cremation of care? Uh, frankly, that's, uh, that uh, I don't think that's something I need to talk to you about. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> yeah, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> so there we have uh, David Durgan. Um, yeah. So yeah, n- I know now who he is. Right. Yeah, and so you'll you'll regularly see him on CNN. Mm. Yeah, he's one of their their main talking heads to explain, you know, what all these speeches mean, mm-hmm. what all these different business agreements between nations, what different treaties would mean, and uh, he always seems to find himself in all of these um, uh, situations that can basically explain to the common folk, the uneducated yeah, folk, yeah. Uh, what all this stuff means. Uh-huh. He's ill-explaining us. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> right, and so now, well, that would lead into you know uh, a former president, Richard Nixon. Mm-hmm. What Nixon has to say about. Uh, the Bohemian Grove, uh-huh. and so we'll oh, I, I want to say too. So maybe we'll talk about this in God King Father Friend podcast. Uh-huh. But this was like a major turning point for me too when it came yeah. to like you know uh, turning into religion. Uh, to religion type of stuff yeah. too, seeing these people, <laughs> the stuff that they do. You yeah. know, like so crazy. seeing seeing the elite of the elite of the yeah. world, um, you would think the higher up you are, the more successful you are. Um, the farther the, away you are from this fictional, you know, right, yeah. there's a book with the spaghetti monster on, and then yeah, these yeah. people believe it because you know they can't do it on their own, so they right, need yeah. some hope and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the, using religion as a crux. Um, but now you you'll see at the highest levels uh it's they're the most religious yeah. and so um and this kind of gets you into like you know blood or child sacrifice and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff that we we will have to cover way later yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like part of the mystery religion too that we haven't really got into yet yeah, yeah. we have so much more videos yeah. to go through before we get there right so <laughs> yep. here here is uh um, Nixon talking about Bohemian Grove mm mm-hmm. Oh, I think I know which video this is. <laughs> the spring began to bloom in Washington, D.C. President Nixon took the time to have an impromptu conversation with two of his close aides. Let us look at, let's, let's look at Northern California. You understand? Yeah. 
you know, San Francisco is just gone. It's clear over. I know that, but it isn't. It isn't just down in the ratty part of town. But the upper class in San Francisco is that way. The Bohemian Grove that I attend on time to time. The Easterners and the others have come there. But it is the most faggy goddamn thing you'll ever imagine in San Francisco. It's nice to see that San Francisco hasn't changed in like 60 years. But yeah, so then you have you have Nixon giving his um, his two cents on um, what's actually happening with uh, Bohemian Grove, mm-hmm. and so there's there's really good uh, information that we can show from what what actually happens at places like Bohemian Grove and in all these um, mm-hmm. uh, secret social societies. Remember, because because underpinning all the secret social societies are the secret societies. Yeah, uh, P two Masonry. Um, uh, the Jesuits and you know a whole bunch of uh, other ones that we've already listed before in previous podcasts, um, but um, the next piece we wanted to show was uh, the, the actual Vatican president, former Vatican president. We was talking about you know if you're if you're talking about Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset, here is uh, Ettore Gatti Tedeschi's take on um, uh, why they needed uh, yeah. this this the first or the initial reset. So he's the president of the Vatican Bank, right? Yeah. Okay. And so let me go ahead and cue this one up. And so you'll have to read because... Uh, uh, Pull that down. Yeah. So for the people that are listening, listening uh, yeah. I'll read it for them. So it was conceived between the end of the 60s and the beginning of the 70s. He says its originator was Henry Kissinger at the very beginning. So mm-hmm. now this stuff, oh, Klaus Schwab is yeah. the founder. <laughs> so, yeah, if he's the face, right? So now um, there's always the the rings within rings, right? Boroi lo presentò all'inizio fu Henry Kissinger. E era un reset vero e proprio. He says it was a veritable reset. We are trying to correct the mistakes. Stiamo cercando di that we have been making for the last 50 years since the very first reset also known as New World Economic Order mm. which was designed in the 70s Fondato su una serie di... And this was founded upon a series of facts which ignore natural law. Mm. Fatti che ignorano leggi naturali, quindi... Which we can define as not always natural and pretty utopian. Now he's referring to eugenics and, and the Malthusian um, uh, problem. Li chiam- possiamo definire non tutti, na- non sempre naturali e molto utopistici. Dopo 50 anni, after 50 years since the first reset of the 70s, questo reset fatto negli anni 70, produced several mistakes. A second reset is needed today. Mm-hmm. Uh, grazie agli errori che ha prodotto, oggi chiede un secondo reset. The current reset, commonly called the Great Reset, is nothing but a correction. 
Mm-hmm. Of the mistake we've been making for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Of the mistakes which we have been making over the last 50 years. So thanks, therefore. So therefore, thanks to, or rather, taking advantage of. The, this unfortunate situation called the, you know what, pandemic. La pandemia di Covid uh, ha la possibilità di accelerare. There is the possibility to boost, or rather, I will use a strong expression. O, e anche, se vogliamo, uso un'espressione forte di... To impose or cause to be imposed certain behaviors. Imporre mm. o far imporre determinati comportamenti. Nevertheless, today's reset is the correction of the mistakes made by yesterday's reset. Però il reset di oggi è la correzione degli errori fatti del reset di ieri. Viene in... First, a suggestion was made that is related to the great crisis. Immaginata una proposta che è quella che ha provocato we have been witnessing in recent decades. Now, what do you think this great crisis is? And you remember back in our civilian podcast where we covered this idea that they called the population growth in Europe mm-hmm. a crisis, right? It went yeah. from... 26 million in France, they can't handle it and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so it produces strain upon mm-hmm. the food supply, yeah. the supply chain, mm-hmm. all the same things that they say are happening... Right now. Today, yeah. yeah. And so, French Revolution, you're in the 1700s, mm-hmm. right? So, if it worked then, it's the, the same rhetoric as working now. Yeah. So, and it's because uh, it's interesting. They were almost bankrupted while they were tinkering with American Revolution. So, it's right. pretty much the same thing us doing, you know? It's just like a tinkering in a world revolution. You so, know? now we've, we've switched roles. Now, you know, what's bankrupting the United States now, barring all this unnecessary money to send to... You know, countries that are at war. Yeah. And, um, you know, letting our infrastructure and our borders and all these, they, they did the exact same thing during those revolutionary yeah. times as they're doing now. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. the same characters behind the scenes. This is. This is this is a guy at the the highest yeah. level here. Yeah. It's funny they'll talk about like common sense laws, but when it comes to the common sense stuff to make sure that your country is taken care yeah. of, all of a sudden the common sense is out of the window. You know. So we'll we'll get to uh, one of the I think the video before the last where uh, the former um, prime minister or. Um, I don't know if it's a prime minister. Uh, we'll we'll see who he is mm-hmm. exactly, but uh, he describes exactly what they're doing. He calls it the new world order, and he gives a, a great detail um, plan about how they're actually rolling out and finishing off with the the depopulation mm-hmm. agenda. And so let's let's, let, let's let, one, yeah. yeah let's let him finish. La grande crisi che ci portiamo dietro negli ultimi decenni. And so this great problem is. Too many births. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? uh, and as a consequence, the need to decrease the birth rate of the population. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder abortion is a health crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about it, right? So yeah. now this is coming from all these eugenicists, right? Uh-huh. Who, who've always been about 
um, bringing down the carrying capacity of the earth, right? And so the spillage they see of the useless eaters or the human weeds, Mm -hmm. it's time for them to go. And so when they talk about decreasing the birth rate, he's going to next mention um, it was happening in an unfortunate place for them. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Some of the elite were losing. I can say, okay, let's see. La necessità di ridimensionare il tasso di crescita della popolazione. Qual è stato il primo effetto? What was the very first effect of this process? Vero, concreto, con cui si avvia questo processo. The birth rate dropped, but where? In the Western world. No. <laughs> Not there. Quello delle nascite. Ma dove? The shrinking of the population took place mainly in the so-called Western world. The United States and Europe. Why is the population growth rate supposed? Or yeah, why is the population growth rate supposed to be reduced? Because according to a neo-Malthusian <laughs> worldview, the more people are born, the more resources we need. They consume, there yep. you go. <laughs> the more people consume, the more people waste what nature provides for us. Well, nature provides it for us. Yeah. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that brings us to the end of that one. So, yeah. so now we have, um, you know, we're starting to to see that there's this, you know, behind the scenes, behind the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. There's always, um, as the saying goes, there's always a story behind the story that was told to you. Yeah. And so as and we so see... kind of the motto of the iconic podcast, too, telling yeah. the iconic truth behind the historical fiction. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so we, we just let these guys tell it, right, because he's going back. And he's saying, like, hey, you know, you guys are hearing that it's Klaus Schwab and it's his book, The Great Reset, that we're following, right? And so, and then Tadashi's like, well, actually, it's uh, Kissinger. Kissinger, right? And so, well, then, you know, and and these guys are offshoots of the roundtable organizations, right? And so them and and many other sub-organizations like them, those are the outer rings Mm -hmm. of the rings within rings and rings of power. And they were part of, like, the the black nobility in Italy and all that stuff, too. There's a whole history of them. I think it was Kissinger kidnapping a prime minister of Italy or something. I have to tinker it a little bit more. (laughs) It's somewhere in there. I remember reading something about that, but it's not vivid. But, yeah. Okay. And so now, you know, what are they actually saying? What what type of – because – they're all set up as like um, advisory groups. They're That's how it started. Yeah. Yeah, to advise politicians. And as we've seen before, politicians are groomed here. Kind of like Klaus has already said, the young world leaders or the young global leaders. Mm-hmm. Well, those guys are the new crops that mm-hmm. then go. And then they're funded by these same corporations that are behind them. You have BlackRock, Blackstone, yeah. and Vanguard who provide the money for the campaigns that get these guys elected. Mm-hmm. And there's this vicious cycle, right? So it doesn't matter if you're on the left or you're on the right. You're independent. You're green. None of you're that stuff. You're playing their like, game. Yeah, it's, yeah. 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 They already have. that. It's their system. Mm-hmm. right? That's, that's, uh, it's like uh, you said it too. So then we had, I think it was last year, the story was coming out Vanguard BlackRock buying neighborhoods right, yeah. of houses yeah, we'll to, to always be rented <laughs> yeah okay yeah, I don't want to jump the gut yeah. Yeah, it's good it's good uh-huh. uh, but uh, a part of all of that stuff was um, when, when you hear the rhetoric of um, you know the, these slogans uh, mm-hmm. build back better 
stay home, stay strong. We're all in this together. Oh, what, what do those things come from? Or are all the companies getting together and it's like, hey, guys, let's come up with a nice campaign. marketing, you know, like the yeah. Nike swoosh, yeah. something that works. So we'll, we'll see where all this stuff from. Uh -huh. Because, you know, the next piece of this is a build back better montage uh -huh. where uh, in the United States, it was it was put forth as this is what Biden wants to do, right? So yeah, that was his. He couldn't even say it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. build a better back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then you get uh, well, if it's if it's Biden's campaign slogan, then why is it also Jacinda Ardern's in mm -hmm. New Zealand her campaign slogan? Why is it always? Why is it also Justin Trudeau's? Why mm -hmm. is it always? Why is it also Marcon's? Why is it always Boris Johnson? So you wait a minute. All of these guys have the same because the guy just said it fifty years ago. They made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> now they're doing it back better. Yeah, let's, they're uh, they're building the reset better. But, but in the yeah. United States, this was cast as what Trump was the one that kind of anti thesis. Of yeah, so, so he he took down the. Um, a lot of things that um, I guess a lot of people felt that Americans held near and dear and how dare he come into the office and, you know, kind of do what people think that he did. Yeah. Um, but he, th these are two sides of the same coin. And so um, we'll get into a little bit, probably not in this podcast, but maybe the next one where he, you know, there's the, the stuff that he was supposed to take care of while he was in office. Yeah. And so um, people think that he's divorced from this stuff. He's mm -hmm. not. Nobody gets in these positions because it's their positions yeah. that they're putting. He their said it too. Klaus is doing a great job and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's let's uh, take a look at the, what they actually um, are Seven wanting to build, do. Yeah. So now let's uh, let's see everybody say it for themselves. It's a very pertinent question to ask. How do we build back better? To build back better or whatever. <laughs> we have a chance to reset the clock. And build back better than before. To build back better than mm. before. Well. Remember the, the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Joe Biden calls it build back better. Build back better. Building back better. To do things differently. To build back better. We're going to build it back better. And build it back better. <laughs> My plan to build back better. Uh, start taking all the problems that have been created in <laughs> education and mental health. The most influential doctor here. Build back yeah. in a positive way. I have launched a booklet called Build Back Better. How original. Written yeah. after coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> there you it's go, about Bill. building this country back <laughs> better. It is called The Great Reset. Unprecedented opportunity oh, well. to rethink this guy's dead. and reset yeah. the ways in which we live. The great opportunity for reset. Build back better. Wow, even Building the prince. back better our economy. Build Just in back order. better. Better. All elements of the great reset are fundamental to building the future we need. Mm. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big... Oh, oh wow, wow, sorry. To, some would say to build back, back better. We would say... To really have a great reset. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of those, like, leave some for us, you know, they're right. just laid all out like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an opportunity to build back better. Yeah. And so um, when we see that it's not um, uh, on one level, you, you hear the rhetoric going out on conventional or mainstream media. And the whole point of having a mainstream media is to set a narrative in the minds of people. And to get them thinking along those lines, um, and and 
it, it kind of conditions people to think a certain way so that when you present new data or, hey, this thing's not about what they've told you. You already things. have something there yeah, that yeah. The, in the initial exposure to that, right? right. You can, that's kind of going to be your bias towards that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and from what they see is like they're, these are trusted sources telling yeah. them this, right? So when they do, you know, they go to, to Google and they do their searches yeah. and, you know, oh, this Build Back Better thing, uh, what is that about? Um, Google. So Politico is going to say, you know, something yeah. is this, like a global agenda, false, right? Politico, uh -huh. Reuters, name the magazine, so, yeah, name the... Uh, fact checkers and all that yeah, stuff. All yeah, all of it. So when you figure out that, Snopes, it's, that's that it's, it's Vanguard at the very top, because mm -hmm. Vanguard owns BlackRock, and then everything else has been consolidated under BlackRock, right? And so BlackRock is not only buying up all the neighborhoods they've already bought up all the industries so if it's um, johnson and johnson moderna astrazeneca pfizer, pfizer mm -hmm. um any biontech any of them they are all blackrock companies and as we'll see in a little bit uh, how all this stuff works um where you have the agendas are set at the roundtable organizations and then now you have like a guy like Larry Fink who's you know the CEO of BlackRock um, he's also at the World Economic Forum No, and, and when it's the roundtable groups uh, are, that are saying um, we're going to come up with a new crisis to unite us right so that the first global revolution they talked about you know um, they were going to use pollution uh, mm -hmm. water shortages and now they've moved on to, to climate change yeah. you would understand why uh, um, CNN and would then say the next thing for us is climate change, right? So we're going to hate climate change. Yeah, so what, then we, now we have the Klaus Schwab saying it too, right? The yeah. next big thing is going to be climate change, yeah, yeah. climate crisis. Or it's not the change anymore. They've they've upgraded to climate crisis. crisis yeah. right? So now when you when you see this in in the proper context, it's it's not a surprise when 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 they all start coming together. Like when you watch like uh, we showed the montage of like the Sinclair report where they put in all this is you know extremely dangerous to our democracy that that thing right so and then all the the stuff in the holidays was around amazon yeah right and so now you, you can amazon is keeping self their employees yeah. <laughs> and so well it's the same thing with, with the these other months so we'll go ahead and do a, a cnn and climate change mm -hmm. uh, montage you remember this guy charlie chester who uh, project veritas uh, caught him on you know in a candid moment explaining that yeah the next thing for us is climate change and then you see a whole you know rollout of the climate change agenda because we mentioned way before after they they were going to do the pandemic lockdowns yeah. then they're going to do the climate change lockdowns and we'll start seeing that people are starting to slowly get diagnosed with climate change mm. as a health yeah. condition all Which over the world we're going to yeah. say that too right yeah. yeah so maybe we should change our name to their iconic podcast to simpsons because we're predicting stuff <laughs> at this point <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Focusing mainly on climate, climate like global warming, and so our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Climate crisis, climate change, 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 climate crisis, climate change, climate change, warming, climate, climate crisis, climate change, climate change, climate change, climate change, climate change, climate emergency, climate change, 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 climate
climate change, climate crisis, climate change, climate change, the George Floyd <laughs> moment for climate, climate change, climate crisis, global warming, uh, climate change is real. It's the climate crisis, climate change, 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 climate crisis, climate change, climate change, climate change, the planet is on fire. Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear? The whole planet is on fire? Yeah, fear sells. There we go. <laughs> and so let clockwork. Here I they guess are. instead of if it bleeds, it bleeds. Now if it burns, it bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we were looking at some of these um, weather uh, reports back from like 10, 20 years yeah. ago, just like changing of a color. If you pay attention now, if you're watching any like weather channel right, right now, anything over like 90 degrees is like this hot red, yeah, yeah. orange, the whole map is like right, red yeah. and all that stuff. Right. The the surrounding area is blue, you yeah. know, so it just like con- contrast that red popping. See, if I knew you were going to say that, then I would have showed the one where they did um, the elevated terrorist alert, right? So they used to do this exact same thing. For, oh. So they used to have uh, uh, the news stations would always have this, um, oh yeah, the, the color. Yeah. yeah, so this color band, right? So like a legend that says like you know where I know that from? Huh? American Dad. They had like yeah, he yeah. has one on his fridge. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that was real though. Yeah, they had that. So that, that was right after nine eleven, where oh, the, okay. all the, the news started uh, showing that. And so, um, it, in before that, they would only use that of like air quality, right? So green would be all oh, it's oh, nice. Wow. It's, yeah. And so then they switched over to hey, we can tell you uh, how afraid to be. And so uh-huh. they have this elevated alert system, and now it's moved into the which weather. is interesting because now we have New York and California getting nuclear preparedness uh, alerts right, yeah. too. Which again, maybe we'll talk about later. Yeah. But yeah, 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 you just said that. I just remembered the remember the commercial from California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It was a, it was a, P, it was a PSA, I think something was, like yeah. that. Yeah, for Ventura <laughs> County. Yeah, yeah man, crazy. Yeah. Uh, nonsense is what it is right? yeah. so, maybe we'll on some other podcasts we'll get into that there's too much mm-hmm. yeah. what was the next thing you were showing um the next one you know um so, so since things are being shifted over to uh, more climate change awareness now uh, the world economic forum says well we want to give you uh, capabilities to do that and, and so here here's a here's a clip from the world economic forum about how they, they expect this to go mm-hmm. we're developing through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's yeah, good question. Where they- uh, uh, who cares? Nobody on earth wants to do this. Uh-huh. And he, this guy's talking like like this is like a new Apple product that everybody's yeah. going to go out and buy. <laughs> new and improved. <laughs> like nobody wants this. But you, you see that he's pandering. He's like preaching to his choir, yeah. right? People do, you, that- do you remember the social distance uh, thing to tra- track and trace? Yeah, yeah. And there's still an option in my phone where you can go turn it on. And then even though apparently we're out of it and all that stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's let's yeah. let's hear what he has to say here. Traveling. How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. Stay, Can't wait. Stay tuned. This is something that is, is not this operational. Is it a subscription model or do I, is it one time <laughs> payment? Because I can't wait to buy one. Yeah. So if you if you think wow. about, so they're they're making these like they're consumer products, right? So when the World Economic Forum says you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. These aren't uh, again suggestions. They're they're telling you what life is going to be like, and you'll self-report. 
Right. Yeah. 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 You'll have to self-report just like um, in Australia they had to self-report, right? So yeah. they'd get a, a phone call. They had to respond with the picture. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was like some kind of uh, emergency something. The idea was because you're high risk, uh-huh. uh, you're going to get an alert at random times. And you have to be in your house and stuff like right, that too. Yeah. So you have to send a picture within 15 minutes, because which the will send a, has your metadata. Yeah, yeah. geolocation, all that stuff yeah. too. If you don't do, then the cops show up. There you go. Yeah. Because you're high risk. Because yeah, we, we will worry about you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they're looking out for your safety. Yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> so now it, as we'll see that this stuff is, uh, they're consolidating because the United Nations, they want, they're setting up the United Nations to be this global governance apparatus. And so it's the United Nations that they're trying to push all of this stuff under. So the the World Health Organization is under the the United Nations, and so remember we talked about the 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 pandemic treaty yeah. where they want to get all the nations to sign on to the pan so mm-hmm. to, to give them um, basically this um, they're an all powerful entity when when it comes to um, viral outbreaks. Yeah. I think that one like is still live on YouTube. I'm not sure. If yeah. not, it's either on Rumble on YouTube. You can watch it. Yeah. So it's. Uh, the director general of, of whole, <laughs> yeah. uh, World Health Organizations saying that they need these five steps for all the nation states, yes. which are the states that are under the World Health Organization, uh-huh. what they need in order to be better prepared for the next pandemic, yes, which yes. they're saying 100% is coming. Uh-huh. I mean, they said it, Bill Gates said it, Klaus Schwab said it. So yeah. you know. And remember, there's the St. Paul Acute Respiratory Syndrome that mm-hmm. they've already did the training exercise for. That's called SPARS, SPARS from 2025 yeah. to mm-hmm. 2028. Mm-hmm. They've already done the monkeypox simulation right yeah. right before uh, you started hearing all this stuff in the news about monkeypox outbreaks mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so um, well this kind of dovetails nice with um, uh, what we were talking about previously with um, uh, you'll be tracking your own carbon footprint yeah. we'll get uh, this next video has uh, this partnership agreement that has happened between MasterCard and the United Nations and let's see what, what they have to say MasterCard and the United Nations released a new credit card, setting a limit on what you buy based on your carbon footprint. Here to tell us more about what is behind this whole new credit card scheme is OAN's Scott Wheeler. The economy has just teamed up with MasterCard and the United Nations Framework (laughs) Convention on Climate Change to issue a credit card that monitors its holders' carbon footprint and cuts off spending when they decide You've used more than your share of fossil fuels. Well, this new credit card, which has just come out now, it's a partnership between MasterCard and the United Nations Climate Fund. It's called Doconomy. Uh, And the idea is this is a a credit card that it's all voluntary, of course. Everything starts voluntary. But the credit card (laughs) monitors your carbon allowance, your CO2 budget on all of your purchases. And the most disturbing element to start out is, according to the World Economic Forum, is that it actually... uh, it actually monitors and cuts off your spending when you hit your CO2 limit, or in their words, your That's carbon the max. Yeah. In other words, is it tied to social credit score? No, no, not yet. It wouldn't have your electric bill on it. You've already exceeded your thing. They're going to shut you down. And this is a it's a new level of government monitoring for the climate. Now, let me let me uh, say something here. So it's it's not for the government, right? So it, so that if, if that's the highest the, these people can see that you can, therein lies the problem, right? So yeah. because it's it's not the government, it would be, and it's not the World Economic Forum, right? So it would be the roundtable groups who have set up they're setting up this surrogate, you know, uh, entity for government. Um, 
in in one of our recent Instagram posts we put on there, we we read from uh, um, where they talked about they in ninety four human human report development report nineteen ninety four yeah yeah to where you know the recommendation was turn the United Nations into a, a world government and have all the the organizations that they set up that support them be, take over the functions of government for this uh, new world government apparatus that they set up, and so um, when you look at this um, this you know one of the recommendations was um an international tax a graduated income tax mm -hmm. and that's straight out of communist manifesto right so then when you read um as we we read a little bit of this stuff before from communist manifesto what they wanted to do was abolish um nation states because nation states are the hindrance to a global governance system and so um, and then using some of the, the soldiers of the military of each of the individual nations as the, the surrogate military force before there's this formalized uh, United yeah. Nations force, which is the whole idea of NATO. Mm -hmm. right? So um, all of it's it's, it's beautifully coming together right and so as people um there's, there's the terms that are always used is like oh you know you have to awaken people to these ideas and so at, at this point it's pretty much kind of you know wake up yeah <laughs> it's not a gradual yeah right so it, it's more like um the people that you know, um as 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 this thing continues to progress, it gets more and more difficult to catch everybody up on how much yeah. they are behind. Mm -hmm. And it, it so, is, if you stay, if you don't wake up within the like limit, you're going to be asleep forever, pretty much. Right? right? Yeah, it's going to be and, too late. And then you'll be the serfdom population to begin with. And then, as Yuval Harari will say later, they will no longer need a serf population. Yeah. No, they'll no longer need peasants. And so now. Uh, to to do this human human uh, extinction thing like in a humane way, they're going to give you the the drugs mm -hmm. and let you play video games until well now you're why are they sustaining you at all yeah. anymore right you're you're completely useless yeah. at that point and you will be uh, humanely eliminated. You know what? Now it makes sense why Georgia Guidestones got uh, destroyed. You yeah. know they they need some updates. Going to come back fifty thousand people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the yeah. updates on, on that. So now that you know all of those stuff. That was the old way of doing it. Five hundred. What was it? Five hundred million, right? Yeah. That was like the population. Yeah. Yeah. So million, now yeah. they're like, okay, destroy these. We'll come up with like maybe three to five million people. Yeah, whatever yeah, they're yeah. going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that right. So yeah. you look at you know why do they why does um. Uh, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Why do they? Why is Trudeau set up as their poster child? So we'll hear a little bit uh, from Trudeau himself to see what it is that uh, they either like or don't like about Trudeau. And so here's uh, Trudeau in his own words talking about how he admires the Chinese Communist Party. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted uh, that I find quite interesting. Now, these people are sitting there clapping. Basic dictatorship. Yeah. There's like basic economy, econ <laughs> and then there's like the pro uh, dictatorship. What does yeah. it mean? Yeah. So, so now think about it. So wow. these people are sitting there clapping as if they don't even hear what he's saying. Yeah. Right. So 
Um, it's it, the same reaction to me when people are laughing at um, Yuri Bezmanov. You know, just yeah. watching, it's like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. they're laughing. These people are clapping. Yeah. But, and is what did Bezmanov say? They'll do it to themselves. Yeah. To our horror, right? Yeah. To our horror. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so now let's let's hear Justin talk a little bit more about. You know, um, privileged a privileged class. No, let me let me get the one before this because uh-huh. it's even better. So, because this one should come. So next. white males, yeah, or uh, middle classers. Uh, let's see. Here. Let's see what we have. There we go. So here's Trudeau giving a speech about um, the people that don't have the jab. Um, well, it's it's a language akin to Jacinda Arden who says, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to create two classes of people. So you basically see it, this is going to be like, well, it's almost like uh, you probably don't see it like this, the two different classes of people. If you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated... That is what it is. So, yep. For people who are not vaccinated, lockdown rules will apply to everyone 16 and above. If you are not fully vaxxed, stay home. There are only three reasons to leave the home now, not five. Work is not a reason to leave the home for the unvaccinated. The Chief Health Officer has also determined that restriction of movement is critical right now and that one hour of exercise for the next four days is not essential. Remember, these restrictions only apply to those who are not fully vaccinated. So let's, let's let Trudeau say it for himself. For people who continue uh, to hesitate or to choose not to get vaccinated, um, they are losing privileges to do certain things, whether it's get on a, tra- a train or a plane, whether it's travel internationally, whether it's uh, move forward uh, in, in a job in the public service or even have a job in the public mm. service. <laughs> so now let's hear, him, let's hear him say the clincher. Here you go. Regardless of the fact that we are attacking your fundamental rights or limiting your fundamental rights, and the Charter says that wrong, we're still going to go ahead and do it. It's basically a loophole that allows a majority to override fundamental rights of a minority. (laughs) So... um... Yeah, it's funny that he thinks that he is the majority. That's yeah. one. Yeah. So when when you look at this stuff, so um, uh, state constitutions, national constitutions, these are the, the the foundations of nation states. Those have to go. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of of good books, good quotes that we can show. That those are the targets, right? So, and because of those, along with industrial revolutions and advancement of technologies, you get this powerful middle class. Yeah. With the powerful middle class, they rival the power. Collectively, they rival the power of the elites, and so um, so you have to systematically, as Klaus Schwab would say, you need a fourth industrial revolution, right? You need to take that wealth, that power, out of the hands of of the middle class, yeah. and 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 now we'll see that you know um, there's been under this uh, pandemic time. Uh, the the greatest transfer of wealth mm-hmm. from the middle class to the hands of the one LA, percent, yeah. right? and represented in that one percent are corporations and in 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 like BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, yeah. and, and Berkshire Hathaway. 
And so when you look at those guys, those guys are going to set the tone for what all the rest of the business world does, because before they didn't have that type of power because they didn't have that type of control. They didn't have their teeth into this many corporations industry wide, no matter what industry it is, if it's the medical industry, if it's the food uh, industry, if it's the travel industry, if it's the raw material and manufacturing, if it's the banking industry, it's irrelevant because now they own. Uh, all of it. And so now, uh, as we'll get into another video shortly, um, it, it we'll see how th- how that actually breaks down. Those guys will produce uh, or the roundtable groups produce these uh, policies. Yeah. The policies are then um, uh, given to uh, the, you know, companies that want to do according to those policies and need regulations passed. The politicians then uh, surface in, in whatever local government it is. And on the other side, if you want to continue to receive funding or you want regulations to yeah. go in your way, then you'll play ball. This is how this whole woke agenda, and this is how they pass that whole idea mm-hmm. down to the corporations. And while all the corporations are on the hook now to d- deliver yeah. according to those deliverables. Yeah, so you, you, you'll have like the social pressure through like you know all this uh i don't even know what you call them you know like because the, there's so many names you use you start uh-huh. saying it you know the the leftist let's, let's yeah. say you know and then like you said with the funding when it comes to like private stuff and everything right, else yeah. too and then all of a sudden you're like if you let's say even hesitate mm-hmm. Even then, you'll be already marked by labels yeah. they'll, they'll throw at you yep. if you're individual that's it. Your, yeah. your career is gone. If right, you're a yeah. company, your company is gone. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah. And so they do the same thing with nation states that are either UN partners or non-member yeah. states mm-hmm. of the United Nations. And so uh, remember, this is a pincer tactic. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's happening to them too, not just to the public. It's happening to these corporations as well because now they're being pressured by BlackRock, yeah. Blackstone, Vanguard, State Street to go along with these agendas to receive funds and mm-hmm. so imagine if because you're you're a publicly traded company you have you know shareholders yeah. and so now you have you're responsible to the shareholders and if you know uh, a, a company that are, uh, owns you know 28 percent or 18 yeah. percent whatever well they they have a say now so and, and they say well we're going to go in this direction and uh, otherwise i can tank these shares yeah and, and the, that's it <laughs> right right so and you have this type of power you don't need to have 100 percent control yeah you just need to have um, enough weight enough in control. enough yeah. industry and so and this is how you get like this ripple effect that can take place um they can affect like you know the supply chain the the food and agriculture we're in a food shortage mm-hmm. are we not right so and then one of the fun things to get into not in this podcast but later is the weather modification mm-hmm. aspect of it because um you'll have a lot of the guys that they're speaking at the council on foreign relations talking about how great weather modification tools that they're currently using kind of been using it yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and so, so uh, yeah i was gonna say uh black rock pretty much has basic communism you know yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the basic level yeah, yeah. you They're don't need the, the full you don't need to own 100 percent of the company <laughs> so, you have enough where you can make some changes so yeah. th- think about you know well blackrock and, and these guys vanguard um the people that work there that are there those people are you know so they're at a corporation but they're part of other societies so you can be a member of like the council on foreign relations or the club of rome or the bilderberger any of the and also be a part of the yeah. corporation but then you can always also be a freemason mm-hmm. or a jesuit right so now here's where the secret societies start influence the secret yeah. social societies that influence the small handful of corporations that can control all the corporations of earth mm-hmm. 
rings within rings within rings yeah, yeah, with yeah. a percent of a percent of a population control or or, population. or as you know in the god king father friend context this is how if if there's this antichrist system that's supposed yeah. to pop up on the timeline and and is supposed to have totalitarian control over mm-hmm. the entire world where he causes everybody to receive a mark on their right hand or forehead and you can't buy sell or trade unless you have the mark or the number of the beast right and so if you go against that system then now you're you're going to be completely cut off yeah. and say so, well how would how would you know who's documenting how that is supposed to happen mm-hmm. if you believe that that's an end goal that that is supposed to happen in a biblical sense yeah. then how come nobody's paying attention to how it's being built and this was the whole idea that we had mm-hmm. the, the, the god king father friend podcast was supposed to you yeah. know, we trace that narrative and with the civilian podcast so people don't like that type of stuff we'll trace the secular mm-hmm. narrative but they're too they're like the the double helix yeah. of the dna or there there's too much connective tissue between mm-hmm. the two this is why separate them you can follow specific threads right? yeah so do you think it's too big of a stretch to say that build back better like lowercase b's that's three b's that look like six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of uh, stuff like that so the uh, you know when you look at like uh, um uh, like numerology and, uh-huh. and, and gematria and things like that, um, how they they do certain things on specific dates yeah. that correspond to specific letters of the alphabet that have specific numbers that are attached to those letters. And then, you know, there's there's really good books that, that kind of detail all of that type of stuff. And it's fascinating when you go through and you figure um, that they're so, not only is the astrology aligned, uh, the astrotheology is aligned, mm-hmm. Um, the numerology and the gematria, those things are all aligned. And, you know, which societies are aligned with those things? Well, the Jesuits, the Masons. And so once you peel back this, all of these layers, you see that it's all interconnected. And it takes a long time to go through and like, because normally you wouldn't even pay attention to those type yeah. of things, right? So, and it takes so long to go through uh, one specific thread of it that you think that, oh, this is all that there is. Man, I reached the end of this rabbit hole only to discover like, this is the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg yeah. <laughs> in, in relation to this stuff. And so... Um, yeah, what do we have next? So next one is like um, the World Economic Forum uh, uh, talking about the... Uh, so people, when they get hip to this World Economic Forum stuff, uh, people start calling out members of their own parliament saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I'm hearing that, you know, Klaus Schwab has sent you a couple of these books and that you've been a keynote speaker at some of his events and you mm-hmm, traveled mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Davos and you don't... And, and we'll see what the reaction is. Here's a good video to kind of highlight that. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has, quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern <laughs> is the deputy. Or, or, or I, I know he was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good good question there, but the, the the audio was really really bad, and the video was really really bad as well. Um, and, I, and, I, and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. The audio and video was was really what? really bad. The question uh, yeah. is is too pregnant, right? Uh-huh. So now, um, 
So imagine if you were to do something like this in Congress and be like, hey, um, how many of the congressmen here or the president's cabinet are members of either the World Economic Forum or the Council on Foreign Relations or the Royal Institute of International Affairs or the Club of Rome, yeah. Budapest and Madrid or the Bilderberg uh-huh. Group? Or, you just keep going, right? So <laughs> you, you know what's the finding? Uh, he said he had a good question, but I couldn't hear him. Right. Yeah. How do you know it was a good question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Right? Yeah. So, um, clearly, it was. Yeah. You know, they they just needed this guy to go away. So now we have other people that that start to do this calling out. What's thing. up with all that green, though? Is that how they're? Uh, yeah. Well, that was ugly. Yeah. So now, <laughs> uh, here we are in the United States. Although I think you're a magnanimous individual, but good audio. Your corporation, McCormick, you are a part of the WEF, the World Economic oh, Forum. So. You, as well as you, um, uh, Oz, uh, they're both part of the World Economic <laughs> Forum. This is a very serious organization that has uh, an, a, a mindset of pushing globalism and ESG environmental Okay, thank you. And we need to be mindful. Thank of you, Ms. Wow. Barnett. Fifteen seconds. <laughs> Quick response, sir, McCormick, Mr. McCormick. Here's McCormick. Well, listen, I've run, I've, I've run two businesses, wildly successful businesses. I'm not going to apologize for my success. I have done business around the world. It makes me uniquely capable of understanding the global world that we work, that we live in. I've served in the military. That we work. I've served in combat, so I know how to deal with the challenges we face. All right. And just like President Trump, that experience is going to make you. me a better senator. Thank but that didn't that, have anything to do with the world economic. Thank you. Let's continue on with Mr. Bard. <laughs> yeah. So you know, now imagine people just just going to to do this type of thing, like to yeah. run, knowing that they're not going to win, just so that they can bring awareness. You know, like For, yeah. yeah. So it, 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 the interesting thing about it is like um, there should be. Uh, videos like this on all these different levels. Yeah. Every every day they show up anywhere in public. They should be asked about this. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so it's it's school boards mm-hmm. as well because remember this the ESG right and the sustainable development goals. All of those things have to be implemented down to the the smallest minute yeah. level. And we talked about in I think it was like monologue. Uh, um, what was it in the monologue three? The yeah. LGBTQ one. Yeah, you have the CECS right part right. of the UN coming yeah, yeah. down to now in. Our schools teaching kids about masturbation. Yeah, yeah. preschool kids. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll get into that because you know it, the, it, for those it's best to kind of show like you know where this stuff where it can be found right. Yeah, so imagine yeah. like so we we can open up like we did with the UN report mm-hmm. right. Um, here's where this stuff can be found. Here's here's. Um, what it's actually saying and then if there's any good videos let the people say it themselves yeah. right so there's one thing for us to be like oh they're they're doing this and then they're doing this mm-hmm. and it's another like yeah here oh and then it's not me saying it. it's like uh <laughs> you, yeah. you see it for yourself and you have to recognize it for yourself and so that kind of gets us to our our next piece here where uh, this is uh, uh, understanding uh, the ESGs, right? So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll we'll chat about this because yeah. uh, this, this is, is an a, interesting one. Yeah. So this is a part of what um, uh, the whole sustainable development stuff. These are United Nations uh, mandated goals through the member states that signed on uh, yeah. to be member states of the United Nations that are now having to follow these specific regulations uh, now. Yeah. yeah. So now. Uh, and think about it. So once these regulations are are suggested, um, <laughs> suggested, yeah, yeah so you get this idea like, oh no, these these corporations are going to have to um, comply with these like uh, regulations for whatever reason. But the regulations are coming from the very companies that <laughs> that are part of that wheel. So so what you'll see is like. Um, BlackRock and Vanguard and these guys are a part of uh, putting out these policies, these regulations 
to their own companies yeah. because they own majority share. And so, and this brings up interesting thing with central banks later because, well, if BlackRock is the one that's putting out these type of policies for these corporations to, to kind of to yeah. guidelines to go by, and if there's any investigation that needs to take place, it would be them. It would be them yeah. investigating themselves, right? Yeah. So this was the whole problem with a lot of the 9/11 stuff. I don't see any problem there. Yeah, no bias. <laughs> so imagine, like you know, with, with the whole 9/11 stuff, you people want uh, we want a new inquiry or inquiry into uh, the 9/11 investigation because yeah. this 9/11 report is garbage, right? <laughs> uh-huh. So and, it, and and most people that that so yeah, that report is garbage. So, um, but who would you ask? To go do it. So it's, you would ask the criminals to investigate themselves mm, to yeah. produce a report that tells you what, that they're criminals and yeah. that they did it. Right? I so, mean, it's again, we, we saw our last video being taken down because it goes against World Health, World Health Organization. And all we did question <laughs> World Health Organization. Right. So if it goes against World Health Organization, your video won't be on the platform. Right. But we are asking questions about World Health Organization. Yeah. So it's the same thing. So know? now think about it. So now... You have BlackRock owns yeah. Yahoo. They own Google. They own uh, Twitter, Apple, Facebook, all of it, all right? Of them, so, yeah. um, and and we would say like, hey, you know, um, an, an NGO is now being protected yeah. somehow by these platforms, right? So, but when you realize it's BlackRock and these guys um, that are a part of the roundtable organizations that are trying to put out a specific narrative, if you're going to go on their platform and speak against them, of course they're going to yeah. they're going to give you strikes and they're going to, you know, censor your speech, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're telling you're 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 shedding light on their dirty laundry to the entire world. And then if you're getting mad at that aspect of it, um, it seems a little illogical yeah. or unreasonable because it's them, right? So um, now let's 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 see what yeah. they have to so say. So I guess the only thing is we're going to keep doing is until they fully just be like, you can't anymore. Right, yeah. Yeah. just be straight up. <laughs> yeah. Vivek, <laughs> can you walk us through what is ESG? The short answer is, it stands for environmental, social, and governance factors. <laughs> environmental, social, social and, government. and governance factors, right? So, again, this is coming from um, the roundtable groups, mm-hmm. and it, this is a part of the sustainable de- development stuff that's yeah. the United Nations. And, and now, because these companies are involved in bringing about this global governance idea they're they're giving the power to the united nations to be that global governing body um they're passing these things like esgs that are part of the sustainable development goals and now the cycle gets complete all Mm -hmm. the companies that they own they're telling them to get in line with this company policy they just come now you again self-regulate pretty much right yeah and so now not only they're going to self-regulate but they're going to self-promote within right so now this is the whole idea of setting up all of these uh, bodies of unelected uh, bodies of unelected officials is to circumvent um, this idea of constitutional uh, governments, right? Mm-hmm. So either, you know, state constitutions or federal constitutions, you can bypass both yeah. of those. I mean, the, we just uh, heard Trudeau say it. Yeah. Pretty much there's a loophole. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going <laughs> to use that. Though yeah. we're attacking your rights, mm-hmm. we understand. Yeah. Right? So because that, that the whole concept is, is going away. Yeah. Right? So And there's going to be world or global citizens. So let's let this guy explain. Mm-hmm. That are supposed to influence how capital is invested in the economy. 
What's basically happening is a small group of asset managers who pledge allegiance to this philosophy. Who are the small group of asset managers? BlackRock, Blackstone, Vanguard, State Street. Very small group. <laughs> Just maybe combined of $50 trillion. Yeah. You know, yeah. He'll say it, watch. Oh. ESG. Firms like BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, three of the largest asset managers in the world right there, together managing over $20 trillion. Mm. That's more than the GDP of the United States. What they do is they aggregate the money of everyday citizens. They invest in monies in companies across corporate America and tell those companies that you have to abide by these climate goals, that you have to abide by these emissions caps, that you have to abide by these diversity, equity, inclusion standards. That's your LGBTQ, right? All of that stuff. Yeah, the equity and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's let me finish. Racial quota systems in your boardrooms. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then we're going to fire you as CEO. Then we're going to take seats on your board. Now, fire. Now, you remember there was a whole bunch of CEOs this that, that, 200 something. Yeah. yeah. And, and why do you think those guys stood down? Because uh, I think what happened was they maxed out their uh, credit card on their uh, <laughs> <laughs> what oh, was it, carbon, yeah, yeah. carbon footprint. Yeah, yeah. so they, they couldn't use it anymore. <laughs> so their they cards had, get declined. Yeah. They got to step in. <laughs> so now these are, these are the and, and you've noticed that there hasn't been much media attention on those characters, right? Yeah. So like, wait a minute, you're the head of this corporation, head of this corporation, and you just step down. You just res- yeah. And so now one idea is that these characters are they were aware of what was going to be done, yeah. and they didn't want to be the idiot the mm-hmm. the patsy that all of the stuff because they're going to make example out of some people right yeah so if you're jeff bezos you don't want to be the one ceo of amazon being yeah. like oh yeah now i gotta get fired because yeah so so now yeah. imagine so now if you know that you know like okay black rod says hey this is what we're doing yeah. everybody's going to get on board right so um it, the smart people were probably like uh, you're setting up a whole bunch of patsies yeah. for this thing when it goes belly up you're going to blame it on them as as bezmanov says right so they I think this is built for them. Yeah, I, yeah. And so they would say, like, I know this is not being built for me. And so um, I'm going to take what I can get up and get out, out. while I can. Yeah. Right? So now you have that huge bailout, of, or not bailout, uh, these guys just you know, leave just all of leave, these yeah. positions, mm-hmm. like this mass exodus. So what do you think? I mean, maybe we'll talk about this later, but now we have the these prime ministers uh-huh. getting uh, all of a sudden just randomly a newly yeah. re-elected prime ministers. Yeah. Being like, oh, we're out. Yeah, it's interesting what's going to happen there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now we're starting to see this new wave of revolutionary things, Sri mm-hmm. Lanka, right? Yeah. So, and then um, uh, the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank starting to do that, uh, the economic hitman yeah. type ideas. I mean, and all these Dutch countries with the farmers and all that stuff too going out. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so some countries not not able to get fertilizer. Right, and so China not being able to withdraw their money, so the tanks are protecting banks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, all of this, none of this stuff is happenstance. It's all contrived. It's and, and and one of the things that you know Elon Musk has always warned about, even though Elon Musk is a part of all of this stuff, yeah. is the uh, the power of AI. Yeah, and so once you, and we'll we'll see a little bit of this in another video that's coming up about how you know because BlackRock uses Aladdin, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. basically a, a risk management software that is going to look at all these different variables and kind of give you a really high percentage of outcome for what the market is going mm-hmm. to do. Because right? think about $20 trillion that they do, and we're the customers. They have data on us. That's yeah. their, our data that for the yes. past like 10, 20, 30 years, yeah. they have, they know what we spend, our habits, <laughs> where we go, and all that stuff. Yeah, so. 
One of the ways BlackRock controls the world so well is through its control of the media. Together with Vanguard, an investment company they also partly own, BlackRock now controls 18% of Fox, 16% of CBS, 13% of Comcast, who themselves own NBC, MSNBC, CNBC, and Sky, and they even own 12% of Disney. This is very important because it means that for any of these companies to decide on company policy, they must now also consult with BlackRock before doing so. And it's just the same with big tech. BlackRock is now the biggest institutional investor in Google, Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, and so many more. I mean, the list of their investments in companies is just endless. And by extending its reach in such a dramatic way, BlackRock now has control over more than 90% of the media, which might also be why you've never heard of them. Because controlling the media is a very important step for BlackRock to take over the world. If everyone knew the consequences of BlackRock earning over $9.5 trillion in assets, some questions might start to be raised. And you see, BlackRock's control isn't just extending through information in the media, but also through the entire world economic and political data. And as I mentioned before, this is all done through Aladdin, where Aladdin accurately predicts the outcome of every single investment. But the question is, where does Aladdin get this information from? Well, that's where things become very jarring. You see, because of BlackRock's ownership of banks, insurance companies, social media giants, and even pension funds, Aladdin now possesses huge amounts of personal data on everyone. Everyone who has ever knowingly or unknowingly given BlackRock money. And with such a powerful tool under their arsenal, everyone now wants a piece of the pie. And by controlling this much data, BlackRock now controls governments. Because BlackRock can use this data to sway companies and even government decisions. For example, BlackRock successfully lobbied to get a contract to manage the EU's regulation of banks. However, this backroom deal is now being investigated as BlackRock themselves own the banks they should be regulating. And this is just one of the many examples of these sorts of actions. A 2016 study in the Journal of Finance documented that investment companies like BlackRock show quotes, widespread behind the scenes intervention in the company that they own stakes in. And this problem only gets worse as BlackRock owns stakes in nearly all major publicly traded companies. And now with our current recession, BlackRock is buying as much homes and real estate as possible, causing regular house prices to skyrocket. BlackRock profits when a society doesn't own their homes but rents. Because BlackRock can squeeze even more money out of the economy through mortgaging off these artificially inflated homes. Of course the Aladdin can probably predict this stuff in yep. point whatever was 001% accuracy. So yeah. Aladdin would, would then give you you, your report that says what the behavior is most likely going to be. It can measure what the market will and will not do. Yeah. It can tell you. Um, imagine, like if you're if you're going to use this, that the Army War College. It, it gives you all this data to where you can completely map out a, a, a real time landscape of what's happening in the world and how small changes in different geographies would affect the entire world uh, economy. Yeah, and so um, they can yeah control the whole economy, right? Yeah, we think the Fed is like you know by raising some interest rates cooling down warming down all that stuff they'll do it on the next level so this yeah. is how you know the world economic forum can tell you hey we th this is our great reset this is the full control pretty much yeah, yeah. and their name is the world economic forum mm -hmm. <laughs> right so um, everything is being tight when you realize um you know uh, larry fink who is the the, the ceo of, of blackstone or um, blackrock blackrock how um Everything seems to be for every corporation. Um, it needs to be ran by BlackRock, right? And so, in an essence, uh, Vanguard. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we'll get into a, a, I think the next video talks about um, how what this guy is saying how it actually rolls out. So let's let's let yep. him finish. Then we're going to cut your pay, and that's the lurking variable behind the woke capitalist epidemic, yes. which is really the capital behind the scenes that's forcing companies through shareholder pressure 
to adopt these one-sided politicized agendas. Yep. And so, and if you don't play ball, then, you know, BlackRock, Vanguard, these guys will, they'll pull your funds, right? So, or they'll tank your company. There's, it's endless what they can Mm -hmm. do. So here's Glenn Beck kind of explaining it for, you know, how, how, how America or everybody around the world went woke at the same time, because you have, um, these, the small subset of corporations that own everything. Because it didn't take that, like maybe like what? Three yeah. years. So, so NFL is gay. NBA is gay. Mm-hmm. Um, NASCAR is gay. NASCAR is gay. Um, Nestle. It, 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 so Name I, anything. So man. I think I put in in, in uh, what was it? A previous video. Um, kind of like a, a massive, um, kind of like a spreadsheet of logos and, and how, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, but not in the Middle East, right? Because yeah, yeah, you yeah. have different, you have a different uh, issue going on in, in the Middle East, right? So, but let's let uh, Beck explain this. Here's how the formula actually works. The Fed prints as much money, and this is not just our Fed, this is central banks. The Fed just keeps printing money. Ever wonder why the stock market did so well when every business was closed? Yeah. So the Fed, which is the biggest banks in the country, they print as much money and then they give that to Bank of America, Chase, Wells Fargo, City, and others, okay? And then they give that money to places like BlackRock, Blackstone, Vanguard, who are saying, you know, we only want to do business with companies that are woke. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. So then they give wow. that money either in stock or, you know, they just, they just come in and take over the country. They take <laughs> the money that they've been given by the banks, which were given that by themselves at the Fed. And then what happens? All of these companies, they're all awash. Their stocks are doing great. And the largest investors in the company are these guys. They hold <laughs> enormous leverage over the country, uh, over the companies. And they say, over the country like too. BlackRock, yep. you know what? You're going to have to be a woke company. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot I'm of sorry, trust in you, but we, you'll be dangerous. You'll be dangerous. So investors put public pressure on, let's say, Apple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he goes and explain how it happens at Apple, right? So yeah. uh, let's hop back here for a sec. Oh, you want money, but you're not woke. Yep. yep. Sleep companies don't get it. Sorry. Yep. And so, you know, earlier we showed a clip with uh, Robert Malone, mm-hmm. right? So where he talks about, you know, well, his wake up moment with the Great Reset. And so, and then he does his uh, speaking engagements, right? So it's mm-hmm. him and McCullough who, who go talk about the mRNA uh, technology. Don't get too much into that. We, we need this video to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this one we, we yeah. may have to chop out and send to, uh, I don't know, Rumble or Odyssey okay. or somewhere, right? So, um, yeah, if this part is missing, <laughs> then it's because we had to take it out because YouTube said no, no. Yeah, so, but here, a precursor to that is, is him speaking here. So let's, yeah. let's roll this. There's no upside to just being circumspect and trying to be a nice guy in this environment. This is, this is full-on media warfare, information warfare, political warfare, 21st century, like we've never seen before, and coordinated globally. YouTube has removed the Joe Rogan interviews of doctors Robert Malone and Peter McCullough after the videos racked up millions of views on both YouTube and Spotify. Now, Dr. Robert Malone is the inventor of the mRNA technology. 
So let me see. Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA technology, <laughs> and he was getting silenced and uh, censored mm-hmm. uh, for some videos that he did on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. And so if we ask, well, what was he saying that was so bad um, or, or damaging to whatever the mainstream uh, conception of mm-hmm. what was going on in terms of the pandemic and the vaccines? Well, here, here's a good clip from um, uh, GCS. We must acknowledge that the genetic COVID-19 genetic injections cause far more harm than good and provide zero benefit relative to risk for the young and healthy. They do not reduce COVID-19 infection, which is treatable and not terminal. Furthermore, the most recent data demonstrates that you are more likely to become infected or have disease or even death if you've been vaccinated compared to the unvaccinated people. Talk to Joe, this is shocking Joe Biden. Hear, but it is what the data are showing us. The data now show that these experimental gene therapy treatments can damage your children as well as yourself. They can damage your heart, your brain, your reproductive tissue, and your lungs. This can include permanent damage and disablement of your immune system. Mm. Yeah, this definitely can go on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that. So, yeah. so, so that's him at GCS. So, welcome to Rumble. I guess this part is on Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. When, when you when you hear something like that, and you go, oh, "Okay, yeah." Like, imagine we were to say that. Clearly, they they'd pull that off. Um, yeah. And, and so this is what he was on, on several speaking engagements saying, you know, information like this. I think one of our problems here is the assumption that this is like every other vaccine right. we've ever yeah. seen. And it's not. That was Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. What the what these vaccines do is they encode spike protein alone so that the immune system will learn to recognize spike protein and will catch it quickly when one is confronted with COVID. But the spike protein itself, we now know, is very dangerous. It's cytotoxic. Is that a fair description? More than fair. And I alerted the FDA about this risk. Um months and months and months ago and their determination was it's a harmless spike protein that they didn't think that that was sufficient documentation of the risk that spike was biologically active right okay they did not believe the spike was biologically active that was the big mistake we now know the spike protein is is very dangerous we can show forty-five thousand deaths in 72 hours from this vaccine there are over 4,000 dead Americans. There's over 10,000 dead people in Europe that die on days one, two, and three after the vaccine. It will go down in the history of malfeasance, wrongdoing by those of authority. It doesn't uh, protect you against catching the disease, and it doesn't uh, doesn't protect, protect you against passing it. Uh, I, I just want to, to, to reassure, me, reassure him, and, and indeed to reassure the, the House and the, the country, that cases such as the very sad one that he raises are extremely, extremely rare. I reassure him, and, and indeed to reassure the, the House and the, the country, that cases such as the very sad one that he raises are extremely, extremely rare. When your government lies to you once or twice, we're probably quite used to politicians occasionally telling white lies and we kind of let them. But when they lie to you about something technical, something that you can check, and they do so repeatedly over months, and they do it over many, many elements of the whole, of the same event, please, you've got to believe me in not telling the truth. And so it's it was easy to pull up like... Um 
Uh, let's see what this next one is. So here, here is what he had mentioned on the Joe Rogan mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, I watched the whole thing before it got taken down. Yeah. Is the financial incentive to say that they're COVID positive? The, That's why the PCR cycles are ramped up so high? Uh, the, uh, the hospitals receive a bonus mm-hmm. from the government. I think it's like 3000 bucks. No. No, no, let's stop them there. Right? So, yeah. um, so 3000 is like, you know, <laughs> that's nothing, right? So uh, we, we saw numbers upwards of like 400,000 uh, yeah. per admittance. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, that's 3000 is nothing in, 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 in that game, right? So, yeah. um, and so I don't know if we'll do another, uh, the COVID thing that we wanted to do. Maybe probably just, there's just too Rumble. much information. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but it, it's good to go through a couple websites that show that data. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. where people can see like, and it's state by state. If mm-hmm. you were, if you were admitted here, this is how much the hospital got, you know? Yeah. So, um, there's another website that, that, um, yeah, I don't know where it's getting three. I think minimum we saw was like 35 grand. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's another website that, uh, would show you, um, how much each doctor doctor individually is getting right oh, so if so you, it's per doctor channel yeah it's, it's really good because yeah. they 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 uh, under that <laughs> c what is it uh sgi what they uh, GCS, G, yeah, yeah. The, they they comply with that you know yeah. walk doctor <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's interesting because then you know we also saw that um i think where was it probably in what is a woman uh-huh. when they say each transgender or some kind of a sex change uh-huh. um customer pretty much is like upwards of a couple of million dollars yeah, because yeah. it's not just like you did an operation and that's it right this is like you have the to hospital stay the yeah. medication the, uh-huh. uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's attached to it yeah let's let's see what else rob wants to say to us let's see if someone is hospitalized and able to be declared covid positive they also receive a bonus I think the total is something like thirty thousand in incentive there you go okay. if somebody gets put on the vent Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they get a bonus if somebody is declared dead with COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they have an incentive at the front end to declare somebody COVID, a COVID case. The CDC made a determination that they they were going to make a core assumption if PCR positive and you die, that is death due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And so the the so, so no, you Joe, know what Joe's not going to believe him, right? So he's like, oh no, you know, I, I heard that, but are, yeah. are they really doing that yeah. type of thing? Yeah. But also, since this is going to rumble, maybe then I'll say. I think it was earlier this year, Fauci mm-hmm. himself came out and said, um, kids are going to hospitals mm-hmm. with broken legs, broken bones, or whatever, and because the procedure is now, you get PCR right away, mm-hmm. and they have COVID, so these are all counted as COVID cases, right. all even though the kids are going there for you know, broken leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then earlier on, I think 2022, maybe a couple of months into the pandemic, mm-hmm. we had Illinois coming out and saying that um, <laughs> what's counted as a COVID dead uh-huh. is anybody that's tested positive with the PCR, mm-hmm. which again, since it is in Rumble, we'll say it. PCR is not a test because right, yeah. Carrie as the inventor, yeah. said it's not a test. PCR is separate from that. It's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something. That's what also, it is, but, um, it's, but it's not, it doesn't tell you that you're sick and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was going to hurt you or anything like that. It, it allows you to take a very minuscule amount of anything and make it measurable and then talk about it in meetings and stuff like it is important. And 
the I think it was like health minister of Illinois or whatever. Remember, she was saying, yeah. "Let me be clear: right. you could be in hospice <laughs> care, mm -hmm. you could be given a week to leave. We test you; you have COVID. You mm -hmm. test positive for COVID. That's a COVID positive or COVID patient. Yeah. If you die, we test you; you come back positive. That's a COVID death. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then these people will be getting the bonuses, right? As you know, we admitted one, we got this and all that stuff. Yep. You know. Yep, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe we should go ahead and do that video. Yeah, then. since yeah, since we're gonna do it, maybe uh, my, my, since this is going to rumble, you yeah, know, yeah. just get it all out. So let's uh, finish up with Malone because yep. uh, there's another good one after that. Extreme example, just to to show the absurdity. Um, if the patient comes in with a bullet hole to the head, mm -hmm. um, and they do a nose swab, mm -hmm. and they come up PCR positive. They're determined to have died from COVID when, in fact, they died though? from lead poisoning. That's real? Yeah. So they've really done that with gunshot victims, car I don't know about, yeah, victims. yeah, for, for sure, trauma and other things. I've seen that said, but I've always thought that's ridiculous. There's no way a hospital it's, would do it's that. Not, it's, not the, it's not a question it's of what codes. the hospital would do. It's a question of med codes. I just want to be clear in terms of the oh, definition there you go, of yeah. people dying of COVID. So... The case definition is, is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if- Yeah, um, see March 2020. Technically, yeah. if, even if you died of, a, clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. It's extremely helpful. <laughs> yeah, very helpful. And then think about it, right? But yeah. then also when you look at the, that scene and the guy also saying that, you know, show the numbers, you know, how yeah. big the numbers are and all that stuff too. Right. They're scaring you with these numbers of crazy amount of people dying, but yeah. how many of them were? Yeah. Like just hospice care people or bullets in their right, uh, yeah. heads. Um, it, this was crazy because um, I remember first time when I started hearing stuff like that was uh, where, where I was working, you know. Mm -hmm. So the owner's wife goes to get tested with a friend. Mm -hmm. They go to this college where, again, in parking lot, which is the, the <laughs> I, I still can't wrap my head around that. Uh, we as a society agreed that we're going to go to yeah. a parking lot, in the dusty parking lot yeah. and have somebody do a stick you or do some kind of miracle yeah. procedure. Yeah. So they go there. The line is way too long. They tell them that you have to wait like two or three hours or whatever. Yeah. So they're like, but they had fill out something. They're like, whatever, we'll come back maybe yeah. the next day. <laughs> two days later, they get a phone call saying, you, you two were positive for yeah. COVID, which they never took the test, they left, right? right yeah. And then another one was uh, somebody gets in car accident, dies, they get the birth, uh, death certificate saying COVID. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I heard a lot of stuff like yeah. that too, right? So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, we'll save that one for like yeah. all the, the COVID stuff that we'll do. There's plenty of COVID stuff. Now, let's let's take a look at um, the former Malaysian prime minister and mm -hmm. see w what are they doing with all of this stuff? What is the, the actual end goal? And uh, just to see what uh, they have to say. Right? Are we still in COVID or this is... Uh, uh, so this is, this is uh, moving into a synopsis, the, the New World Order stuff from, okay. uh, from 2015. Okay. So, Malaysia's former Prime Minister, Dr. Mahathir Mohamad, said 
that the Trans-Pacific Partnership, or TPPA, is a new world order strategy by a powerful pact of people led by the U.S. to dominate the world economy. Speaking at the international conference, Paisel's <laughs> New World Order, Recipe for Peace or War, organized by the Perdana Global Peace Foundation, Dr. Mahathir said, globalization and borderless trade are being used to establish a one-world government. Now, let me stop. <laughs> Globalist white papers. Yeah. So, so you got to remember, this guy, he's he's against it, right? Uh-huh. So he's trying to bring awareness to uh-huh. this is what they're trying to do with all these different trade agreements that are being signed. Yeah. And um, uh, so this uh, partnership agreement that he's talking about is an offshoot from the Trilateral Commission. And so the Trilateral Commission, again, was established as a roundtable organization by, by the Rockefellers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now he's going to give uh, a breakdown of uh, okay. what they're actually trying to do. Basically, it is about having a world government. We should abolish all states, all nations, all borders, but instead have only one world government. And that world government is to be by certain people, elites, people who are very rich, very intelligent, very powerful in many ways, they are the ones who will govern the world. There was not much talk about democracy or choice of leaders. Instead, there was to be a government by these elites who will impose their rules on everyone in this world. And for those who are unwilling to submit to them, there will be punishment. And the peace that we will get from this is the peace of the graveyard. Because the intention also is to reduce the number of people in this world. At the time when the new world order was enunciated, the population of this world was only 3 billion. The intention was to reduce it to 1 billion. Mm. Now the population of the world is 7 billion. Now it's 9. There will be a need oh, we to hit nine kill many billions of people or to starve them to death or to prevent them from giving birth in order to reduce the population of this world. Um. So there we have it from the former Prime Minister of Malaysia. And so, um, you know, we mentioned before about... Um, yeah, they're they're not only going to reduce the population, but uh, there's always this transitory phase mm-hmm. or stage where you know you still need some human beings to do like you know these small yeah. tasks, right? So, um, so we now we have uh, Yuval Harari speaking at the World Economic Forum in various places where he talks about um, basically the state of serfdom or, or mm-hmm. the peasant class, so called, when most of this stuff uh, comes to fruition. So this is the human hacker guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the advisor of Klaus Schwab, which we started with the video. Yeah. With him. So here's Yuval Harari speaking at the World Economic Forum. I mean, in the previously in history, if you were on the wrong side of history, if you didn't understand what was happening and you, were, and you, you lost the competition, then you ended up as some kind of serf or manual laborer being exploited by the people who understand and have the power. Now... If you're left behind, you're facing something far worse, which is to be completely irrelevant. 
they won't even need you as a serf or as a slave. <laughs> I like how he says they. <laughs> yeah, they won't even need you as a serf or a slave. Mm -mm. Uh, when it, when it actually when everything comes to fruition, you're 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 really as he's going to say next, completely useless, and they're going to try to figure out what it is that they should do to you. So um, you know what? What it's funny because you know. At certain times, when it comes to let's say religion or whatever, oh, this—that's old people that were dumb. That yeah. you know, this uh, <laughs> older generation they didn't know what. But now all of a sudden, we're taking example when it comes right. to homosexuality. Oh, Greeks did that. Oh wow, now yeah. we're now we're taking yes, uh, yeah. from this old dumb Neanderthal people. Yeah. We're gonna now you all know, of a sudden they're smart. Now they're yeah, they're ahead of their time. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> when they did the serve, like you know, oh, if you lose now you. So now we're going back to that, right, but yeah. we don't really need it. We were going to do that, but right. we don't really need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but religion? No, 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 no. That's yeah. just how they used to think. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. It's all, that old-time superstition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So here he is uh, mm -hmm. again um, speaking, saying, well, let him speak for himself. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless, and meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games as a solution for more. It's already happening uh, in, 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 in under different titles, different headings. You see more and more people spending more and more time or uh, solving their inner problems with uh, drugs and computer games. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, I mean, you, you, he's, he's absolutely right. So in, in this uh, humanist, uh, naturalist, materialist way of looking at the mm -hmm. world, mm -hmm. um, this would make total sense, right? Yeah. So uh, the end result of, of this population of humanity would be to plug them into a matrix, mm -hmm. right? Video games. So you drug the body and um, you stimulate the mind through um, yeah. through the, this type of uh, video gaming. You know what? Exercises. I can see this guy getting in front of his mirror naked and looking at him like he's great and like <laughs> giving himself compliments, you know? He has like that. Yeah. So, so you know, it's, it's good to see all this stuff. And we can kind of uh, remember that we can kind of like um, go back here and see. Um, let me click on. Uh, the first video or yeah just you know to, to kind of like bring it home to like reiterate things mm -hmm. because these guys it, it's it was one thing to sit through something like this and hear it or to get a little piece of it here and there but after, after you've gone through and, and this this doesn't serve as kind of like you know um knock down drag out home run proof yeah. if anything mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. it's just is this is it's little just like a collection of stuff that yeah yeah so so you you can you can uh, fit all of this stuff within this, uh, as we always say, the iconic truth behind historical fiction. There's a stronger, more substantiated mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. uh, way of looking at the world that um, I think has been hidden from a lot of people. Yeah. And so showing them that there is this other side that exists should serve to pique the curiosity, like kind of like um, the old apologetic of putting the, the stone in somebody's shoe. And is yeah. you know, how fast can you run? Like, oh, I'm really fast. Okay, if I put a stone in and you shoot and you start running. I can't run so fast at that point. Yeah. So to slow people down, to let them understand that th this thing that uh, is happening in the world is yeah. real, it is staged, it is controlled, it's contrived, and, uh, it, and it's uh, at its 
core evil. Mm-hmm. And so from a God King Father friend standpoint, this is the the, the Antichrist superstructure that's yeah. being built. This is how he can wield so much power, as it says in, in Revelation 13, 16. And so uh, making the case for both of these ideas going forward, that both of these narratives, uh, the biblical narrative for end times or eschatology, maps perfectly with what we see happening yeah. in the world. And uh, as uh, what we've mentioned, I think, before in the God King Father Friend podcast, prophecy is a two-pronged. One is for the for the unbeliever to say, hey, you know, like, I can tell you what's going to happen before time. So when it comes to pass, you know, yeah. um, it's like God's signature. And then the other prong of it is, like, to strengthen the faith, the resolve, the, the fortitude of, of the actual believer mm-hmm. um, as they go forth and they fight the good fight, as Jesus said, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and teach them to observe everything that I've taught you. And so, well, that's a daunting task when all of this stuff is, you know, against you and yeah. and everybody is thinking about the world a completely different way than how the world actually is. So there, there's always all of these layers that need to be peeled back to, mm-hmm. to get to, to where you would think, you know, like uh, this stuff would stick. Yeah. So it's just chipping away, you know, yeah, it, but yeah. and with their help. So yeah. now it's not just us saying it, you know. Yeah, I think it was all the good. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, Alex Jones yelling about this, like islands and all that stuff. And then. And then comes out right. like all of a sudden it's like you know <laughs> oh yeah I can so people are saying oh that's impossible nobody right. would do that who would do that and then right. now it's a reality we live in yep. so uh, this is just we we were saying some of this stuff hey there are people yeah. this is what they do they yeah. have these plans this is what they want to do and all that stuff like, you're crazy this and yeah, that but yeah. now they're going public with those ideas right, yeah. and the age of internet and all that stuff too right. it's good that we get to like gather all this and then put them in some kind of format where we can right. show people too yeah. it's not just us coming up with stuff you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we have nothing better to do sitting yeah, here yeah. like oh w- what they might do yeah. you know? what, what's really fun is to like kind of like you know people that, that read uh, like let's say you've read like the Harry Potter series and then you watch the movie right yeah. you know the differences between the two and so it's one thing to read the biblical text and see things come to fruition like yeah. wow to see it is, is a completely different experience mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then for the secular stuff to always be into like you know um, it always looked like there was this grand conspiratorial narrative that was you know you know <laughs> festering in the background and to to finally see the uh, the kind of like the fruition of those things come to be right yeah. because before you would just read them in books and it was hard to find good footage on these things coming mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to light. But um, now it's, there's an overabundance of it, and it takes a long time to kind of like pick the best clips to kind of explain certain yeah. ideas so that you don't just, A, lose the audience from the beginning, and B, not have a coherent narrative to be like, this is the sequence of the events and how they take place. This is what they say that they're going to do in, in, in the writing form, and here's them bringing it to fruition in like the real world. Yeah. And so it gives like a goodness. I mean, that was the whole idea of like, uh, again, um, the iconic podcast, the God King Father Friend podcast, mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. podcast. So it's fun. Yeah, it's it a lot is of fun. Very fun yeah. yeah. And like uh, we, we said it too. So for like a God King Father Friend viewers, it is important, you know, sometimes you think you don't want to be, um, who cares? So what? Right. You know, I believe in God, you know, I have my Savior, I'm fine, right? But it's important to see this stuff because yeah. they're, they're tricking you, right? Yeah. And the uh, serpent is very, um, uh, crafty and, crafty and wise, yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to end up participating in something that God doesn't intend you to participate. Right, yeah. So it, come it's, out from among them, my people, yeah. that you put not partake in their exactly. Place, yeah. It's think and act, right? So yeah. you have to know what's happening and you have to act properly too. And there right. are things you need to avoid, and it's good to see what's going on so that you don't go to church and sing a song 
for Lucifer, which again, you yeah, know, we have all those footage. Yeah, yeah so the, <laughs> there's like plenty of stuff like that where people think that they're doing good, but it's actually right. it's not, you know. Yeah. And, and there, up, another verse, that, those that, yeah, so there's going to be the, the great falling away in, 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 in biblical parlance, right? So people turn away, they apostatize, they abandon the faith. And it says that those that kill you think that they do God's service, right? Yeah. So they're doing some justice thing for God. And so and then you get all the, you know, the Jesus statements about, you know, uh, people that um, not everybody that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall be saved. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say unto me that day, Lord, haven't I? And they're going to have the laundry list. Haven't I done this? this, this depart from me, you workers mm-hmm. of lawlessness. There's a good video. Maybe maybe yeah. we should review that here and then watch that. Uh, remember the video you showed me about yeah. the, like the the judgment time? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that would be like a good one. Maybe yeah. we can review it here under God, King, Father, right, Friend. Yeah. 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 So, and then, yeah, I guess then for our civilian viewers would be, if you look at uh, some of these people out there with all this power, again, to the point where it's like, what do they want? Money? Mm-hmm. They print money. Right, you yeah. want power? Look how much power they have. Yeah. Now what? They yeah. they want to just keep it for yeah. what, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, they're they're not doing this for no reason. Mm-hmm. They have a reason. They, they're more dedicated to their uh, plan, their purpose, and all that stuff uh, than most religious people are, yeah. right? So because you'll find out that they are extremely religious. Like yeah. so, in in a part of the whole United Nations, the spiritualized UN is to bring about you know the you know the Theosophical Society and you know the revealing of the hierarchy and these. There's there's I mean we might as well do a, a civilian podcast next I guess about. Um, how the mystery religion stuff ties in, right? Mm-hmm. So the divine right of kings to rule, the ancient bloodlines, the secret societies who are the caretakers of the the ancient occult rites and yeah. rituals, and so that reveals the secret doctrine. Um, and then ideas on like you know, uh, there's some cool stuff around like the Holy Grail. What is that? Because mm-hmm. you know that's seen as like the chalice that Jesus drank from before, you know, or on the the final the Last Supper. Um, but you know, in in esoteric thinking. Um, uh, the chalice is the actual earth, and, and the wine or the blood is the the humanity, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that has certain occult uh, ties to it, and so how all of that stuff plays out. Because when you when you read about it in different uh, genres or different uh, areas, like if you read. Um, just if you read in different genres in different areas you get this you get all these different mixtures of ideas yeah. and so uh, and then phrases and statements of prominent uh, people will pop up and they'll say you know the the symbols of the wise always become the idols of the <laughs> of the ignorant and the unlearned right so uh, in that context you have people are being deliberately misled about a whole bunch of different ideas and if if you're not paying attention it's easy to to be self-deluded or to yeah. be deceived about this stuff because it has has long histories and and there are people that are working to to make it difficult for you to understand because mm-hmm. if you understand it then well you may talk bad about it kind of like you know like you, you may go against some of the wokeism stuff but yeah. we hold the purse strings if you do that then you're out right and if you're out then you're fending for yourself you're easily, easily marginalized and it's easier for us to to get rid of you so yeah. um yeah, it's just uh, fascinating stuff. You yeah. know, it's like uh, so. Do we have another video you want to show before? Because you no, were looking think, for something. Yeah, I think I think that's the the last one here. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we can do like a, a reiteration type. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe like that that first video of him saying we're infiltrating government just so people can see him. <laughs> he, so him by himself saying Santa Claus with yeah. his or Klaus Schwab with his own uh you know using his own mouth saying this what one, he wants to do i it, think so right yeah. uh, so this is this is the one that's saying that he's penetrated the governments right so, yeah. yeah 
What we are very proud of now, the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our uh, actually young global leaders of the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so now when you, when you parry this type of stuff with um, uh, the stated goals of the United Nations, just, uh, the sustainable development, uh, the, SE, the ESGs, mm-hmm. um, and then how all the corporations and now all the cities and the states and the governments, everybody's just uh, going along nice and uh, uh, nice and orderly fashion. Yeah, uh, it's it's incredible to see that that amount of order. Right. So I remember the one of the God King Father Friend podcasts, we talked about uh, order. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you have um, things go from non-existence to chaos, chaos to, to non-order, non-order to order, order to disorder. And so that kind of bleeds into ideas around, you know, what is natural evil versus um, moral evil. And so we've been left with a world that um, has uh, some chaos, some order, some non-order, some disorder. disorder yeah. And so natural order or natural disorder would be things like, you know, earth- earthquakes and tornadoes, volcanoes, uh, what we call natural evil. But then there's the intentional evil, people that are, um, you know, purposefully sowing disorder in God's ordered realm. And so, um, and then the idea is like, how does God solve that, that, that problem? And, you know, this kind of gets us into like some of the, the goodies of like the the God King Father Friend podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, a, a long Masonic uh, idea has been order up cow. And so we went through and one order of the previous, chaos, right? yeah. yeah, so the order out of chaos. But, you know, you know, the first thing was the, you know, break apart the Soviet coagula, dissolve and rebuild. And so as you go down through that list of like, you shall be as God, Soviet coagula, um, as above, so below. As above, so below. Order of cow, uh, phoenix arising, uh, novus ordo seclarum. Do as you wish. Yeah. Anuit coeptus. You know the law. Of, you know the the, the law um, uh, according to Aleister Crowley. Um, and so that whole string of ideas that is the the inf- the the kind of like uh, main. Uh, links in the chain that the rest of this stuff is built on because this is their chain they're they, they're doing this in effigy to their god yeah. right so you know if uh, we bring in like a lot of the the stuff from masonic writings that they're concerned with like lucifer right um or luciferianism satanism as is, is a, a flavor of that mm-hmm. and so um yeah, it's a lot of a lot of really good stuff to get into. I don't know if we're, we're ever not going to make yeah, it to, to like this podcast. Two a.m. for us now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think we over almost two hours. Yeah, yeah so. so not bad. Yeah. So probably we have to chop just a little bit of it. You know, right, when yeah. it comes to the uh, unspeakable pandemic that everybody knows about. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we don't want BlackRock to kick us off on yeah, their platform. We're, we're playing in their sandbox. Yeah, Unfortunately, the rules are you can't say anything. <laughs> We can't talk bad about World Health Organization. Right, right. That's, that's their baby. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah. I guess uh, uh, stay up to date with everything iconic. Follow us on all of our social media. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Support us by going to theiconiclabel.com. Mm-hmm. Purchase a hoodie, hat, and t-shirt. Yep. You can also um, go to patreon.com slash uh, theiconicpodcast the and, and select your level of contribution. Um, 
all of it's greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to do this regardless. Yeah. And um, hopefully this one was beneficial for mm-hmm. somebody who's looking into uh, what's really going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about it. Thanks, guys.